Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical podcast. This episode is for the um, Pisces full moon, which is on the 13th or 14th of September, dependent where you are, and we'll look more at that in detail. Uh, but first of all, we're just going to quickly introduce ourselves. Jen, do you want to go first? Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Jen Dushen. I'm an Akashic healer and guide, numerologist, soul mentor, creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. And I help my clients break through limitations to activate their soul's desire and have a delightful time living an embodied life. Well, I'm Louise Eddington. I'm a soul astrologer, a writer, and a shamanic healer. And I help my clients to gain, regain connection and alignment so they can live in self-awareness and self-acceptance. And uh, before I dive into the full moon chart, just a little bit of housekeeping. <laughs> um, if you follow us on iTunes, we love reviews, please, with the magical podcast on iTunes. Um, this podcast is going down really well. And the more reviews, the better, the better, the more it gets seen. So please, please do that. Um, also, we do take questions. We haven't got any for this episode, but if you have any burning questions, we will feature them on air, one on one per episode. Um, if it's a more personal question, we will not be giving out personal details. So be afraid, don't be afraid to ask anything you want to know. And the email address is weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com. Uh, lastly, we also have a Patreon. It's weirdly magical on, on Patreon. For three dollars a month, um, we'll be introducing Patreon-only content at some point <laughs> when we get enough patrons. Okay, <laughs> but that's if you just would like to support our podcast because we do have, you know, um, podcasting fees and things like that. But we we just love doing it for Jen and I. This is just like we used to get on the phone and talk about stuff like this. So we we do now do it on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> so before we dive into the astrology chart, though, Jen and I have pulled a card each. So Jen, do you want to show your card first? We have a very big coincidence in the cards. Right. So this is the card that came up. It's the ten and the uh, illuminating journey cards. Uh, these cards are um, were created with the influence of the Akashic Records, so it's actually interesting. They combine old and new aspects, or ancient and new. Uh, so this 10, for those of you who can't see, there's this uh, island in the middle of this lake with surrounded by these mountains, a woman in yellow at the top, and then you can see the sky full of stars, and there is a... Um, spaceship beaming down on this uh, kind of ancient site that's full of stones and in the front there is a griffin and a beautiful stone with a sword in it and there is also a cow this is a female cow of course cows are female with a big with big horns it's a big horned cow very sacred and has a is that a sun in it? Mm -hmm. Right. 
So what I feel when I look at this, the 10, of course, is pretty uh, um, incredible. Just thinking about what we are talking about, the 10 is the one and the zero. These numbers are about bringing the divine code into the world. Uh, so the masculine and feminine, uh, all our language begins with the one and the zero, computer language, etc., binary language, uh, energetic language. Uh, and also the idea of this is to me, this idea of being at a, at a portal, at a place of um, kind of reconnecting with what is ancient within us that is true mm-hmm. uh, and releasing what feels or has been fake or not part of it. And just the deep waters, it just feels so still and so powerful. It's very much a card that speaks to the soul. I just was going to look what it said right here. Love merging into light. The fruit of the ancient world lives in the present moment. And I think that's it. It's an opportunity. And seeing the, the sword and the stone, it just always makes me think of uh, the story of Merlin, right? It's mm-hmm. like uh, or King Arthur. It's the right, when you are in the right of who you are and a soul connection, then you can easily take the sword out the stone. Otherwise, you might struggle to, to really express who you are and to become that mm-hmm. which you are. It, it does feel very... Pisces full moony to me the whole card because uh, of course Pisces is a water sign and um, a full moon is an opposition between uh, the moon in Pisces and the sun in Virgo so that's very earthly with the rocks and um, the ground and but I always think of the Pisces uh, Virgo opposition or axis in the um, astrology chart as being very much bringing the mysticism down to earth in a very practical way so it's got that feel to it as well, I think. Yes, well, the the emphasis on all that kind of otherworldly, and yet it is kind of pointed at the worldly thing. What are you building? Where are you standing? Mm. What are you believing? So it's interesting because it's almost like when I look at that center island thing, it always feels like it's a graveyard. Right? Mm. So it's like these things that are coming up and things that are dying. Like, you know, what are, what are we collecting from the graveyard? What are we taking forward? What is precious about what we may have? I actually thought they were standing stones. But anyway. Right. Standing stones. Also on the card, um, Jen, above the griffin, is that kind of the um, the snake uh, symbol, the medical kind of symbol, the um, the snake that goes up a... Oh, the Ouroboros? Yeah. I can't see it very well because of the glare. But any, either way, it just made me kind of chuckle because um, Hygieia has a very similar symbol to that, the asteroid. And she's yes. activated in the full moon chart too. So interesting. Well, <laughs> funnily enough, and Jen and I pulled these cards separately before we came, just before we came on air. But um, I pulled the 10 too. <laughs> but I pulled the 10 of wands, which is Saturn in Sagittarius and it's called oppression. Now, before you all go, (laughs) I want to say it's actually kind of, um, there's eight kind of crossed ones, um, in the background and two vertical ones going up and down. 
uh, kind of uh, pushing the other ones into the background. And then there's a lot of fire in the background as well. But um, I am actually just going to read from uh, the fabulous um, Angelise Arian book that goes with the Toth Tarot because I can't say it better than she does. It's um, a fabulous interpretation. So she says the Ten of Wands is oppression. On this card, the two Tibetan Dorjas, I don't know if that's how you say it, or the sacred spiritual power objects are dulled or grayed over to symbolize the state of oppressing oneself, either through holding back, editing or rehearsing oneself or not fully expressing oneself mentally, emotionally, spiritually or physically. The astrological aspect on this card is Saturn in Sagittarius. And Saturn is the planet of discipline and knowing one's limits and boundaries, as well as being able to set limits and boundaries. There may be a tendency to limit oneself or one's vision by overdoing the boundaries and turning them into blocks, basically. That's my little word of it, which is represented by the sun sign of Sagittarius, which is the fire in the background. In other words, you're blocking your own fire. You're oppressing your own fire. And Jupiter is um, actually involved in this full moon. So I am now going to just talk quickly about that uh, chart before we um, dive into the details of it. So the full moon is in Pisces, as I said, and it's in opposition to Virgo. And the, the, full, the moon is at 21 degrees and five minutes of Pisces. Um, conjunct Neptune at 17 degrees of Pisces and on the opposite side we have Virgo uh, the sun at 21 degrees and five minutes of Virgo um, conjunct Mars at 17 degrees and 10 minutes of Virgo so Mars and Neptune are in almost exact opposition as the moon and sun are in exact opposition we also have Venus and Mercury both at the anoretic or last degree of um, of Virgo. And shortly after the full moon, um, early on Saturday morning, no matter where you are, uh, the moon will move into Aries and Venus and Mercury will move into Libra. Oh, time. The full moon takes place on um, in London time, universal time, September the 14th at 5.33 a.m. So Eastern time, it will be 33 minutes after midnight. Um, on the West Coast, it will be 10.33 p.m. on the 13th. So uh, for most people, in the world it's on september the 14th um it's just anybody in pacific mountain or central time or probably in hawaii as well um it will be on the 13th um also this full moon is um the opposition between venus uh, sorry mars and neptune forms a t-square to jupiter in sagittarius um and jupiter and um Jupiter and Neptune are approaching their third and final exact square of 2019 uh, a week after this full moon. So this square is just being activated. It's being activated as we speak, as we record this actually by uh, first Mercury, then Venus, um, then the Sun, and then finally Mars. 
um, all square this in what's called a mutable T-square. We also have a mutable T-square between um, Hygieia in Gemini, Juno in Virgo and Ceres in Sagittarius, all at nine degrees. And also, so there's a lot to talk about, um, the full moon at 21 degrees is in aspect to Pluto in Capricorn, um, which will be at almost 21 degrees still. Um, he's at 20 degrees, 43 minutes retrograde of Capricorn on the full moon. So there's a, a quite a lot of aspects to talk about. So Jen, do you want to uh, dive in first with the numbers? Yes, yes. It's such an exciting uh, moon in mm-hmm. terms of energy. You know, it feels very energetic and very fiery and also um, kind of re-establishing uh, or establishing kind of like what the cards uh, are saying, isn't it? Re-establishment mm-hmm. is happening. So what is fascinating to me is the 21 degrees with the sun and moon, the opposition there. Um, 21 is a very powerful number. Two plus one is three. Uh, it, it, first of all, it echoes the number of our year. We're in a 12 universal year, so it's the opposite. It's mirroring that, the 12 and the 21. So the 12 is about us individually kind of, finding our individual strength and then taking the one, two, three steps uh, to creativity, taking action or what I'm calling creaction. Uh, then uh, the 21 has the two in front, which is about uh, the community or the connection. Like how are we connecting with what we say is our truth? Uh, we've had a, a very uh, um, discordant connection, like, this is what I want, this is what I'm doing. Uh, and in many ways, yes, that makes sense. But then we've also been in kind of in victim mode about how other people are treating us around it. Uh, this 21 is, is about the truth, right? The truth will set us free, right? But first we need to express ourselves, express what we want in order to get to our truth because there's so much buried. Like if we say we want something, but it's, it's, it's incongruent because we're not expressing it. It's just like stuff, fire inside of us and water that is actually not being expressed, then we don't really know what we want because we have to take action to know what we want. So that's fascinating. And also why that's additionally fascinating is we are in a 21 universal month. So it's a double 21 and it's a triple three that's happening. And the three is about creativity. It's about having that childlike joy to experiment and do things and approach everything with wonder and let the old stuff slip away, like the, the idea or the illusion of what we think is true, right? Because we have a lot of, a lot of things are, we have our opinions or ideas that aren't true. They're just a perception. They're not the truth and it's probably not our truth it's only a a a gown we're wearing a mask it's not real so that i find very fascinating the other things that are interesting about uh, the day is it's 14 if we're looking at london 14 is this number of the media of expressing ourselves saying what we need to say getting our opinion out in public like being heard uh, so and that's a five which is about change so we know there's going to be a lot of change happening 
for those who are impacted on the 13th, it's also fascinating because of course the 13 is the divine feminine number. It is also a number of great change. Uh, so it's, it's pretty fascinating. And I believe it's the final 13 for those who are impacted on the 13th, Friday, the 13th full moon for a while. Uh, I think that's a pretty rare thing. Uh, so Yes, and then universally it's an eight day. So we have some pretty intense energies. So we, from the eight, we are talking about change and the change we have to make. And then the eight day is telling us we need to take action, like we need to do things to manifest. So I think we've talked a lot about that in terms of what's happening. Uh, and, and I'll address some of the other numbers just now. Yeah, you know, as, as Jen's talking, I'm kind of chuckling. And I have to say, though, first of all, this this full moon is exactly square to my son. <laughs> my son that's 21 degrees Sagittarius in the 12th house that's ruled by Pisces. Oh, my God. And <laughs> so I feel very tuned in when I look at this chart. I'm like, also, uh, my my personal life number is a 14. And it's uh, anyway. But mutable signs, this is like so much mutable energy in this chart. So let's talk about that first. Uh, Jen said change is coming. Mutable is all about change, but it doesn't mean necessarily that the change is just going to happen. This is about changing your, your perceptions, changing how you think, changing how you work. Um, the cha- the most radical change comes from within, of course, and you know it might be precipitated by some outward events because um, you know that Neptune Mars opposition conjunct the full moon is is pretty gnarly because um, Mars and Neptune don't enjoy each other's company. <laughs> Mars is drive and will and energy. Um, it's your action uh, planet, wherever it is in your chart. And Neptune is completely the opposite. Neptune tends to drain the energy out of Mars, to be honest. Um, so there could, I think this full moon is going to be quite exhausting to be for a lot of people. If you can plan your life a little bit for, <laughs> for next Friday night, into Saturday. Um, I wouldn't be planning anything too um, energetic or exciting because I think you're going to just want to soak up the energies. You're going to feel a bit burned out, a bit drained, but that's because you're being asked to slow down. Okay. Mars in um, Virgo, we've had Mars in Virgo for a while, uh, can be um, great drive and energy to get organized get work done get stuff done it's been fabulous for me writing my latest book but um but it's also very hypercritical uh and self-critical and it's also uh tends to uh, worry quite a lot and this and with the confusion of neptune in pisces neptune in his ruling sign it's it's going to there's going to be a lot of confusion i think there's going to be a lot of confusion in the news we've already seen you know the build up to it in the uk <laughs> with um the quite stunning things that are happening with brexit you know doesn't matter what side you're on uh, there's kind of unheard of um kind of things happening there i think there's going to be a lot more of that but it's going to be we're going to feel the energy trickling through into our own um, um, psyche, whether it's in our own personal lives 
or not. It feels unsettled. It's very chaotic. To to talk a little bit more about the Virgo side, and then I'll let Jen come back in. But um, you know, in on the new moon in Virgo on um, whenever it was, what date? <laughs> the first or thirtieth of yeah, end of August. Um, all the personal planets, including the moon, were all under the beams of the sun. Well, the, of course, the moon is now um, at the opposite point, but Mars, Venus and Mercury are still within 10 degrees of the sun. They're still under the beams. We're still having this massive upgrade of our um, ourself, basically, who we are, you know, all the different parts of us, our mind, our values, our drive and our ego are all being kind of just put under huge evolutionary stress if you like and then we've got the square to um jupiter which i quickly want to mention because jupiter in his own sign is um of sagittarius is now gaining speed um he turned direct and now he's moved forward two degrees and jupiter in sagittarius is really about the law and new laws natural but natural laws it's the natural laws of the universe like the laws of karma and the law of cause and effect and there's a whole list of them if you want to look at them we are really being asked where we're out of alignment with the natural law of the universe and i think the the aspect to pluto in capricorn which is more man-made law capricorn is um and pluto is undermining that is saying you know throw out your attachment to the man-made laws and move more into alignment with the natural laws so that's it for now i'll come back lots more to say (laughs) Yes, it's it's kind of funny because it makes me think of the card that you pulled, the Ten of Wands, the idea of the constriction, which is the fake. It's the man-made laws mm-hmm. that we have agreed to. Like, oh, I need to behave a certain way um, to be accepted. That doesn't count murder, by the way. <laughs> murder isn't a man-made law. <laughs> Sorry. Right. No, no, that's good you put that in there. Um, the man-made laws is in terms of how we behave in polite society this isn't about just being bestial or doing whatever we want um, because we do have to have boundaries around those things Uh, and i think there's a whole discussion about that in terms of how we look at it having boundaries is healthy we can't stop other people from doing things however the way we behave to each other creates a lot of the problems we are we're experiencing um you know, in honest, the honest truth is we tend to, even though it's good to have a sense of humor, we tend to mock people that are different to us. We tend to um, belittle them. And that just increases the rage that they have underneath. Mm-hmm. So it, it increases the, the opportunities for us to have to deal with difficult situations and create more of this negative karma. Uh, so I think that's really you know, that's part of the natural law is about loving each other and accepting that people do things like people do what they do. The earth does what it does. We can't command it to do different things. Mm. But what we can do is go, this is my boundary around this thing. I don't know that the earth will listen to us, but other people may, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and this is it. It's, we have lived in a world with false safety. So we've said, well, I've got the rules to hide behind and I, I don't need to be who I am and I need, I'll be protected or people need to do this. They need to behave in this way. 
And of course, that's all bullshit because they don't need to. And the more we try to push them into these places or they push us, the less honest we are, remembering that this moon and this month is about our truth and getting to the truth of the rules that we have lived by. Like all of this vagueness, we've lived under all these rules where people have said, don't ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you look at religion or you look at um, science or or higher learning, which all of the stuff in Sagittarius, right? And then people going, uh, the, the so-called leader saying, don't ask questions. You're not allowed to ask questions. And why? Why can't you ask questions? Because we need to be curious, uh, not angry curious, yeah. but, but passionate curious. But I think it's very interesting that uh, the Mars and Neptune at 17 degrees, 17 is an eight, we're talking it's an eight days, so we know that's a double emphasis there. But also 17 is about leaving a legacy. So we know this moment is highly uh, historical in a sense because it's allowing us to uh, change how we use our passion, like our aggression, because Mars is not just decision and, and passion, it's also aggression, Un spoken passion becomes aggression you don't let me do what i want i'm gonna punish you i'm gonna make you do what i want so with all of those personal signs still feeling the impact of the sun the light of the sun and this cosmic energy that's coming in now and a lot of people are feeling it sore throats uh, weird feelings feeling lightheaded all of these things it's because we're getting an upgrade but it's also because we're being separated from this idea that something's going to happen to us if we don't follow the man-made rules mm -hmm. that we're not going to be safe and so this to me is it's like the, the this this box we've been living in this container is now being challenged by neptune and challenged by the moon and going well that's certainly one way you can live but now we are in a time of changing legacy i mean we think about the fact that we're moving from the Piscean age into the Aquarian age we're moving from thousands of years of energy and what I'm getting and it's interesting I wrote this little note down so I'll share it let's see if I can find it is this is a very karmic time so this, this moon I mean this full moon is really setting the clock for when Saturn starts going forward and the karma of all of the grief and emotion that we have not allowed ourselves to express or to feel because it wasn't accepted is all coming up to roost. So all of the things that we as a collective, as individuals, as our ancestors of thousands of years that have not been expressed are going, I want to collect my debt, right? Mm -hmm. You owe me. Uh, so it depends how we take it. We can take it in anger and say, I'm going to take my stuff from you. You owe me and just, you know, just continue the fight. Or we can go, how can we be heard and acknowledged and move away from this aggression? So it is a very interesting idea that's happening here. We are being offered two opposite choices. Mm. One is the choice where we say, I want something different. The other is, no, I want everything the same. Um, so, yeah, we go to the natural laws and we go to these people that are doing all these crazy things that no one said they could do, uh, which is incredibly exciting, but it is also, you know, in a sense, it can be disturbing because these are things we have not experienced. And 
if we tell ourselves that uh, there that it's a fearful time we will be less likely to be bold in what we're doing but i want i kind of want to um talk a little bit about stages of comfort consciousness as according to jeffrey wolfgreen in um who's kind of one of the uh, founders, if you like, of evolutionary astrology. He talked about the um, herd state, which most people are in. I think there's going to be a lot of fear and aggression going around in what's called the herd state. And they are the people who um, won't be well, listening to this, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate the word herd but in a way because but they are they're kind of just following the rules they're doing their everyday life they don't they don't dream beyond they don't want something bigger um i actually went to see sting last uh saturday night with the utah symphony hmm. at a most amazing um um show um whatever a concert that's the word i was looking for and he was telling the story of when he was a little boy he was born in um a shipyard town and you know back-to-back houses on terraced houses um real old british kind of scene if you like and all his family worked in the shipyards and um the royal family used to come and um break the bottle on the ships to launch them and one time he said uh, the queen mother was coming and uh, the deceased queen mother and he said there was this one moment as her car passed um his house where he was standing and he caught her eye and she kind of looked directly into his eyes and he said he was just drawn into this other world of and it was nothing to do with her particularly of of wanting something more wanting you know a bigger life wanting to expand and wanting to be connected more with with spirit and whatever you know it wasn't just about the money it was definitely about this creative impulse this story just really resonates when i look at this full moon because neptune in pisces is the ruler of pisces and it's about um the collective unconscious it's about moving into this more creative liminal uh, space and and that would be the next stages of consciousness, according to Jeffrey Wolfgreen. We're being kind of pulled into this higher consciousness again from from this very Virgo earthly state. We're saying, you know, it's nothing wrong with Virgo. It's it's of service. It's a fabulous sign. All signs are fabulous. But we're just really being uh, kind of asked to... Um, embrace uh, multiplicity and non-linearity and more uncertainty i think on this on this full moon we're being asked to move into this more um did i say the word before liminal space and and kind of everything's been pointing me to that as i write my second book i talk about this a lot in the second book and it just kind of came to me it didn't you know it's not from my head it's from somewhere else because all 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 that I've been doing has been speaking to that and this full moon is very much about that um yeah it's just it's kind of magical but I do kind of see that at the more mundane level if in the herd state if you like there's going to be a lot of people running around like headless chickens on this full moon. And, and a lot of people are going to really struggle with it and, um, and kind of fall away if you like as well. They're not kind of 
ready to move forward into um it's just their life choice in this lifetime you know it's um their soul their soul you know wasn't ready for that in this lifetime um so just be aware though that there's going to be a lot of this kind of headless chicken kind of energy i think on the full moon <laughs> yes um i'll just read what i wrote because now i see it here mm. what the what came through this morning when i was thinking about this moon was how agile are you? Mm. This moon is about awakening yourself from the illusion of being a victim of circumstance. The truth will set you free, but first you must express what you desire. Own your desire, own your resistance. Uh, And I think that's really, because the truth is any one of us has at every moment is given an opportunity to to shift our consciousness. We are constantly being offered these opportunities and we can go yes or no. Uh, However, if we want to thrive and kind of get into the flow of of the universal law, then we have to embrace this unknown. We have to step into it. Otherwise, we're going to be floundering. Mm. With this idea, with all this emotion that's going to be arising, all this, uh, that for many of us is anger because that's really the only emotion we've been allowed for so long uh, anger is undigested emotion that is about feeling unloved unneeded not enough whatever our story is and we all have stories around it so with that comes that idea that i want my fair share and the truth is no one is going to give it to us but we might fight like crazy to insist that they do and that's what's going to create a lot of this confusion death and as lou says and i agree this remembering one of the key things about virgo is disease mm-hmm. showing that pisces. right pisces too disease of the mind uh, uh disease of relying on drugs or illusion something that's going to help us maintain our illusion so we will fight to maintain our illusion and viruses uh, piracies right, right yeah yeah parasites all of these things that have kept us asleep and mm-hmm. so uh, there is all of this. So I think that a lot of people will uh, decide to leave the planet uh, in the next, you know, 20 years or so. I mean, you know, and a lot probably coming up pretty quickly in terms of it's just too heavy. Like the energy on the planet is getting lighter and people who are very dense are not comfortable here. Right? Mm. So uh, that's really fascinating. Uh, And I think, too, if we look at Mercury and Venus, because what I'm thinking about, and I know we've talked about this before, the terms of Venus, um, Virgo, uh, which is ruled by Mercury. Mm. Um, So it is about communication, in a sense, if you think about it. Um, The communication with our physical body in this physical Mm. world. How are we adapting, which is why we have systems, which connects us to Saturn, right? We have systems so we can adapt to a changing world we don't know what's happening but we can prepare and get ourselves in good shape we can be uh, eat better have better regimes so we can uh, in terms of when i say regime i don't mean somebody controlling us i mean terms yeah. of how we eat uh, and how we live like for myself i'm doing a lot more meditation and different things just to strengthen my core uh, which is really helping me and i think this is part of this is the virgo lesson to us is what are we establishing in the real world? So when all this stuff comes at us, 
we're in a better shape to deal with it, to deal with the problems, the issues, angry people, etc. The other thing that I find fascinating is that because we have the royal star now, or um, the kingmaker, now the queenmaker in Virgo, mm. uh, Regulus, this is the rising of the female energy, which is about balancing the male and female, which of course we again see with these paired situations. The uh, Mercury and Venus are 29 degrees. That degree is the, um, what do they call it? Besides the aneuritic, it's a um, critical degree. So we know this is a highly uh, expanded energy. Uh, it's uh, it's it's that out of bounds place, and for me, if I think about the twenty nine, it's the place we have to go where we may not want to go, mm. uh, where we have to deal with things that are beyond our comprehension as humans, like it's beyond our minds, it's beyond our you know what will happen, and there's Mercury and Venus, those two aspects of creative or destructive energies of gathering new communication from the other side of the world or other world right and it's about values with venus as well your core values that is and uh, what really matters to you and the virgo is um very much about think meaningfulness too so it's what's really meaningful in your life oh there's so much going on in this um in this full moon i had another thought for uh, that anoretic degree and i can't Oh, it was about the mutable signs as well. Just another kind of, because um, there's so much mutable energy in this in this full moon. Is mutable signs are kind of preparing you for the next stage. Okay, that's if we look at the chart as quadrants, we have cardinal sign, fixed sign, then mutable. Then it starts again, cardinal. Uh, fixed and mutable and each stage of um, the signs is taking you into another layer of life and that that applies at a natal chart level and it applies at this level that we're talking about um, there's so much change coming on this full moon <laughs> it's like you know we have a Pisces full moon every year but they're not always this close to Neptune. They're not always square to Jupiter. <laughs> They're not always got all the personal planets conjunct the sun in Virgo. You know, it's like right, right. Oh, and one other thing though about um this T square that we've got going on to Jupiter in Sagittarius. Um one other way to look at it is to look at what's called the empty leg um of that T square, which would make it into a grand square or T or um, grand cross and that would be um around about 17 to 21 degrees of gemini which is the other mercury ruled line sign sorry so there's a lot to do with information coming in um i would suggest really paying attention to signs and symbolism and synchronicities that come your way leading up to this full moon because I think there's going to be a lot of information coming at you from everywhere, from spirit, from the news, from world, from what you read, from pebble on the ground, um, that's going to inform where you need to move forward um, with these massive changes. So. Right. And you know, what's so fascinating here is this, well, of course, Jupiter expands what it touches. Mm -hmm. So there's that expansion of our spiritual uh, mm -hmm recognition 
and an expansion of our passion. I, I feel like, you know, with this idea of, of um, Mars being kind of helpless in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, because of having all this, this energy coming at it from Neptune, there is this opportunity to create new growth, like new birth, right? Which is also, you know, the Virgoan aspect of the earthy being different in how you, you express yourself or what, you know, because your desires are cleaner mm -hmm. uh, and not filled with anger and anguish and all of these things. Because definitely I feel like, uh, and I think we've addressed this, but just the fact that because Neptune and the moon are so prominent together with that, and I know we've had some of that before, these opportunities to release trauma, to release old thinking about our pain and our victimhood and all of that, uh, which can be very confusing, but it is helping us come to a clearer place. Like, oh, this is what I really want. I want to move away from that those old stories. I, I want to be clean and clear and drop the baggage and move forward, like take different action. And that's what it feels like to me is like the stripping down of the old, mm. the old way of us and kind of expanding into this wondrous space that we don't really know about. Mm -hmm. And we can go off into delusion or we can stay with the eight, which is about manifesting our leadership qualities. It's about what we want to bring forward which is so powerful. Mm. Um, we should also talk about the three nines. The, um, I was just going to say that we should talk about that. Yeah. So Hygieia, nine degrees Gemini. Uh, Juno, nine degrees Virgo and um, Ceres at nine degrees of Sagittarius. You know, they are, um, well, Ceres is officially a dwarf planet now, but they are, they're all um, asteroid goddesses, basically. Um, Hygieia is to do with health and hygiene. And um, that brings us back to, you know, the um, disease thing, because it's not just about, um, you know, I think, I think there might be a few, in fact, my, my own husband had a, a stomach thing yesterday. <laughs> you know, he was uh, quite poorly yesterday. He's, luckily he's back at work today, but I think there's going to be a lot of that kind of energy going around, a lot of viruses, a lot of kind of mysterious kind of thing. And there's, there's kind of been a message in that for us too, you know, um, it's up to you to look for your own kind of message from that, if that happens around you or, or to you. Um, and then Juno, uh, she, um, she represents the rights of the abused, if you like, um, you know, abused women, abused children. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something more coming up about paedophilia um you know we've had a quite a lot in the news with jeffrey epstein and um and prince andrew is still kind of under stress about that over in the uk um and virgo is about making whole so i think there's going to be something coming up around that as well and ceres is uh, the great mother she rules the um the seasons um but she also is about grief and forgiveness and in Sagittarius, you know, that's the bigger vision and truth. So where do we need to um, allow ourselves uh, to feel some grief, perhaps, but also to to finally kind of forgive in some area? I think that's going to be um, a bit of a theme. It's pretty immense, this full moon. To be honest. It is. I mean, it's overwhelming in many it senses is. because... 
uh, we've been preparing, but of course we, you know, as much as we could prepare. Mm -hmm. But now it's like there is no more time to to prepare. And the idea, the kind of picture that comes in my mind is the um, in the Bible, the story of the uh, when the Jews, uh, the Israelites, uh, were leaving uh, Egypt, and they had just a very short amount of time. So they you know, they made the bread that was unleavened and they just had to leave. And it's kind of like that. It's, I feel this is very, very going in a sense in this chart is it, it, we, you can't prepare until you're on the way, until things are happening. It's like, we don't know what to prepare for. So it's like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. And so trusting that confidence of your creative mind, your ability to, to, to deal with disaster. Like we are all you know, really good copers with all these things. Because that's mm-hmm. what we do when we're faced with um, disaster. And it feels like there's going to be a lot of water and fire. Uh, we've talked, Lou and I talked about water and fire events coming up. So whether they're fiery and watery, and remembering these two are destructive and healing at the same time, mm-hmm. um, whether it's an emotional Thing, which is to do with the sexual part of all these people that have been abused that are getting their retribution of some kind and uh, they and when I say retribution uh, it's in terms of f- being made whole so being released from that agreement like oh I'm suffering I'm going to suffer forever because no one's hearing me but to feel heard and to feel swept into love and um and a place of yes you have value and when i think about these three female energies at nine uh, nine is the number of uh, you know universal compassion it's the number of coming together of gaining wisdom like the wisdom of going i know why i suffered and i'm ready to let go of that mm-hmm. i feel heard and now i can move forward uh, with that this idea of hygiene with the health and, you know, our mental health when we think about it in terms of all the ways we've suffered because we've held on to, uh, for good reason, we've held on to this baggage and now all the water and the fire is burning and, and kind of pushing all the stuff away from us, making room. Like, I feel like this is it. It's ma- they're making room. Jupiter and all of these things are making room for us to travel in in this tunnel of safety with the protection of these energies like yes follow us we're going to uh, but of course that's energetic so you have to do things to do that but um and it's all changing our perceptions of course too which is very um, you know um uh, the hurricane we've seen dorian and we've never seen a hurricane like that you know the bahamas are basically wiped out completely but look how slow it's moved Dorian has been with us for days and days and days and days. And normally, you know, we get a bit of a buildup. It whooshes through and then peters out. Yes, causing immense damage. But this one is staying there. And that's very Virgo. Very like, very like I'm kind of staying in this organized structure. And um, and then we had that awful boat fire as well off California, you know, so fire on the water. Um, I do think there's probably going to be some more of, of these kind of events, but they're again, like Jen said, they're kind of symbol, you know, it's as without, so within it's, it's kind of symbolizing what's occurring within us, um, you know, and we're being, um, we're, we're having to change how we feel and what we want to heal and what we want to 
how we want to move forward. I was watching the Climate Town Hall last night because I'm very interested in green things. And I'm not going to talk about which candidate it was, but <laughs> so because I don't want to get into that. But, you know, there was talk of just um, FEMA will only rebuild where um, the original property was. And, and things are changing. The whole climate's changing. Everything's changing. And we've got to think about how we can heal. And, uh, and this one candidate was saying he would uh, introduce a rule saying that they would have to build on higher ground to get the FEMA money. You know, it's just about changing these ways, you know, so that we can live differently. And instead of rebuilding the old structure by the old rules where it was, <laughs> move it. <laughs> Exactly. And it's interesting, that phrase, higher ground, right? Like Mm -hmm. we build on higher ground. That means we go closer to the natural rules and laws Mm -hmm. and we are more honest and true with each other and more vulnerable about how we feel. We express how we feel at the time so we don't have to build up anger and resentment Mm. and then get like stab people in the back, right? We change that. But also this idea of... Um, trying to repair a system that's completely broken is a complete waste of time. We've got to move away from that. The other thing I feel that's happening is it's, we've got to make decisions on our feet right now. Mm-hmm. This is, we don't have time, like this whole thing. It's just staying with us. So yeah. it's like we can't say, well, okay, I'll think about it tomorrow. It's like, no, you've got to make your You're decision. not learning, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's like, yes, there's a lot of room from compassion and feelings and action. So it's all of this. We're having that Martian aspect of needing to be decisive and uh, coherent, like really being in our true masculine. That is not about pushing people over, but more about how do we make this work for all of us Mm. and uh, that, how do we let the spirituality that's coming in influence us in a good way and not make us run away and hide. So all of this is immediate. It's around us. We can't get away from it. That's really what I feel is so important. Uh, There's the sacred energy that is with us, no matter what we choose. However, we have to make choices like the universe does not choose for us. It Mm -hmm. gives us opportunities and experiences, and we're going to have to decide how we're going to take the experience. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about how you respond and react to it, to everything. Um, I kind of had to laugh this morning. I saw somebody saying that, um, and she'll know if she's listening. That uh, and it was about the title of my book about this this modern astrology thing of how you harness the stars as if you can control them. That's not what we're saying. It's about how you respond and react. Is the modern way is not uh, you know things happen and they may happen according to fate or whatever, but how you respond to it is up to you. Right. And you know, what's interesting, and I want to talk a little bit about the two twenty sevens as well, uh, because mm-hmm. we have the nines and 27 is also nines and we have um, Vesta and Sedna. And I just want to talk about that. But to respond to what you're saying, yes, this is the thing is when you have like in your numerology or in your astrology or even your soul record in the Akashic, uh, there is the promise of your destiny. Mm-hmm. It's not guaranteed. It's just you've put things in place to have the optimum experience. Mm-hmm. But the optimum experience only comes if you take those 
crazy opportunities. Like you have to be courageous. That's the thing about uh, Mars is it's, we look at people who do some things that we say crazy and we think like, how do they do it? And that's because they're not crazy. They're brave. They, they're courageous. They're like, I have an idea and I'm going to do it. I need to change the world. We're not going to change the world by talking about it. We actually have to go out and do what yeah. other people think are crazy. Uh, so, yeah. And for me, like when I'm in the records and then uh, I'll say, should I, sometimes I'll say, should I do this? Like I'll ask my Kashik beings and they're like, we don't know, do it if you want to. Right. It's like, is it, is it in my highest good to do that? Then they'll say yes or no, but should I do it? Well, no, that's, I'm free will, right? This is it. We have free will. So we get to go, you know, we got to stop relying on other people to tell us what we're supposed to do. We have to get out of that habit. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about about the 27, 27, because that's a nine. And if we take those three nines, we talked about that's also 27 and 27 is the highest energy of nine in terms of what we typically talk about because we don't go beyond 31 with days and degrees, et cetera. Um, So it's a very, very powerful number because it is about not only the insight that we have to connect to our wisdom, because the seven Mm -hmm. and nine are both about wisdom, but it's also about the duality or accepting the duality of who we are, the duality of our universe, uh, the idea of setting boundaries or working with the duality of our system with compassion, with taking action, with passion, like knowing who we are, expressing who we are and going, right, this is what I need. This is what I desire. This is what I'm going to do. Who's going to meet me? Who's with me? How do we do this together? So um, that's very powerful. And mm-hmm. when you think about Vesta, who is the you know, Vestal Virgin, again, we come back to the Virgo energy, is about keeping the flame alive. And that's what we're doing. We're keeping the flame of our spirit alive. And Sedna is really, I know there's lots of different legends about her, but she did not take responsibility for herself. Yeah. She chose a man who was in the illusion of a man who would fit what she wanted just take care of me make everything luxurious and then landed up in a shitty uh, um, nest like going this sucks and so what did she do she called her dad to come save her instead of going okay I got myself into this problem now I need to make the best of it so called somebody and then her dad had to cut off her fingers because he needed to get home to save you know take care of the rest of his family and she was in the ocean so uh, she lives in the ocean. So there she is in the ocean. Uh, and I think when you think about water, it's about understanding that mm-hmm. our choices do impact the greater world. Like in the ocean, everything is the same. And so when you make a movement, the water moves with you. It you know breaks down things. It decomposes. It grows things. Mm-hmm. It's the essence of who we are. We are... Uh, what 67 percent water and uh, interestingly Sedna um, is thought by many astrologers and she's so new that we're still kind of discovering her astrological meaning um, which is called of course is informed by the myth but um, moves beyond that generally is is currently kind of the outer levels of our possible consciousness currently I say um that because you know, we're constantly expanding our consciousness and i talked about levels of consciousness earlier and um i wanted to actually 
because this will hark back to um, some of the stuff we've talked about already, which is interesting. Um, Alan Clay has done a lot of work about it uh, on Sedna. He's written a huge book on Sedna. And, um, he's, um, but anyway, on his website, he talks about the unconscious level for Sedna on the spiritual path level and the spiritually evolved level. And I'm not going to read them all, but at the unconscious level, Sedna is victimization, <laughs> persistent illness, <laughs> um, resentment, all those kind of things we've talked about throughout this call. On the spiritual path, Sedna is radical acceptance, acknowledging how things, how bad things really are and starting from there, like what we've talked about as well. At the spiritually evolved level, it's it's really reaching this point of spiritual destiny and transcendent peace. Okay, so that's what's possible from Sedna. And Investor is focus and commitment astrologically. So, you know, we've got that very concentrated energy. And, of course, it is in Taurus, which is uh, Venus ruled. And really, I always think of as as really the Earth. You know, Taurus is... Um, the most earthly it's it's the sign that represents all our senses so everything we can touch like the nature the chair you sit on your body all that kind of stuff so you know I find it interesting that that's asking us to really move into this radical acceptance of our earthly existence and what we're going to do with it so anyway Right. And that's so fascinating because I was just thinking, I mean, it's just so perfect. Uh, I was just thinking about Vesta in terms of keeping the fires burning, right? The fires mm -hmm. of our uh, establishment in the case, like she was positioned by Rome to keep the fires burning so they could do whatever they wanted. And in the end, uh, she, uh, it became Rome is burning, right? Mm -hmm. So she turned away from uh, the, the duty that she had agreed to uphold to because of um, uh, the moving away from natural law, right? So at some point there was that idea that uh, I'm, you know, if you want the fire, it's all over the place, right? And yeah. you're going to have you to ask for it. So. Right, right, right. Like, oh. you know, it's, it's how you use your passion, right? It's yeah. like when you just, everything's out of control, then everything's burning. So. So we've, we've, there's so, it's so overwhelming this full moon. I really, you know, we're going to dive into the symbols, I think, uh, and then, and then wrap up. But, you know, I just would like to invite all of you to, you know, we've got a week till this um, full moon, well, just over a week from recording this. Uh, you know, I would really uh, kind of ask you to take heed of some of our words about taking care of yourself, eating well, sleeping well, you know, just those good habits so that you are able to deal with the kind of immensity of this full moon and probably do some kind of spiritual practice in the mornings, whether it's morning pages, writing or meditation or prayer, whatever, you know, just shore yourself up, I think, because it's kind of pretty <laughs> Very intense, and I'm just thinking as you're talking, the 21, which is the three, with all the threes and the nines, that's highly emotional, evocative energies. Plus, it's a full moon, so there's more emotion. There yeah. is going to be so much emotion. We're just talking about the water emotion, which is our tears and grief, and then the 
the fire emotion, which is all our passion that's being mm. suppressed. So all of this out there, we're going to have a lot of emotion in our bodies and feel things, physical things in our body, as well as emotions that we may yeah. want to be angry or, or feel suppressed. So we've got to be in a safe place to do that. Find a place to express your emotion. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, something that's really fantastic, I'll just mention, is when you do experience trauma or you remember a trauma from your past, something that's incredibly healing is shaking, like a dog does. Mm -hmm. you know, when you have a terrible experience, you might have remembered shaking. Your shaking. That reminds me of that Miley Cyrus song, Shake It Off. Was it Miley Cyrus? <laughs> Somebody, anyway. <laughs> That's something to do, shake your body. And a lot of uh, spiritual practices, Qigong, uh, I don't know, Skora, different ones that actually they do, they're shaking. Yeah. Yeah. And then Quakers, they quake. I do think that's the reason for it. So, um, Probably. Anyway. anyway, I'm going to read my symbol first. Yes, go ahead. So the Chandra symbol for Pisces 22 is a blacksmith creating an ornate garden gate. Hard substance is impossibly tough if you fall into letting it be that, but is the per perfect basis if you are willing to make it so. All the resistances, crystallizations, dysfunction and foundational dissonances are great excuses to stop or immense occasions to start. You get laid low if you do not know what to do with the stuff of this world. But if you have learned the subtle craft of world making, you're best off meeting up against the hardest places and discovering how to turn them around or turn them completely around. The exceedingly demanding guild of those who dig into the depths and draw forth beauty and infinite power from the brutal and heavy realities which otherwise seem impenetrable. <laughs> A stubbornly hardworking, impossible to discourage craft of reworking the primal soil, mostly unproductively. Mostly learning how forever paying your dues, never quite getting it right until there comes a day when even the obdurate bends to the inner design when the conviction is complete. Wow. That was pretty dense again. They always are. But it's just saying about it, you choose how you deal with this overwhelm and how we move forward, building, you know, turning, making um, lead into gold, if you like. So. Right. Alchemy. Yeah. This is yeah. all about alchemy, right? Learning yeah. how to to shift whatever it is into what you desire, as opposed yeah. to being stuck and saying there's nothing I can do, right? Yeah. I'm a victim of my circumstance, the opposite. So very powerful, very. beautiful, and it's so funny. I don't know if you can hear, but there's all suddenly there's all these trucks as you're talking. <laughs> I did hear. Carrying on, I'm like, wow. Talk about earthly yeah. messages, right? You know, we've got these physical metal trucks carrying on outside oh i didn't know what it whether it was real or if it was on the line but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. well i can't stop that noise so i'll mention it yeah okay so i'm gonna read the uh, sabian symbol the pisces 22 a man bringing down the new law from sinai this is a symbol of the eternal authority implicit in the very fact of man's ideals or woman's ideals and 
of a spiritualization of experience through the religious insights of human society and the institutions it has created for the common welfare. The inspired prophets of each age have been custodians of an enduring morality, and this has its embodiment in the mountaintop aspirations of even the least of individuals. Right is dramatized at a personal responsibility for the course of events. The key word is mandate. Mm -hmm. Imposit of the degree is self-sacrifice and a determination to further the ultimate upliftment of all people. And when negative, self-exploitation and impenetrable egotism. There's that choice again. <laughs> and I love, um, I think that was Linda Hill's book, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Edmund Jones. Oh, Edmund Jones. Okay. Well, Dane Rudyard, I do like his keynote. So I'm just going to kind of read that as well, if that's all right. Um, Edmund Jones and um, Rudyard both interpreted the symbols. So he put the need to bring down to the level of everyday existence, the clear realizations made manifest in a great peak experience. So that's kind of what this full moon is, really. It's a, it's a bit of a peak experience. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. I feel, maybe I'm going, whoa, it's a peak experience because it's squaring my 12th house sun. I don't know, but I'm yeah. feeling like yeah. I'm, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a peak experience for all of us. And yeah. one of the things we have to remember is that when we are experiencing a peak experience or the, the lowest degree like we're entering the lowest energy that mm -hmm. we know is that that's the beginning of the the change but we don't know it because we're we're engrossed in how awful it is but that really is where we are changing the new beginning begins right yes so buckle up buttercups <laughs> <laughs> yes sense of humor Sense of humor, and a, I think too, what strikes me, and if I think about uh, this card that came up, it really is taking the big view, like a higher view of what's um, what there is. Like you're looking at the broader view, so you can go right. This is a mess, and what's next, as opposed to I'm so stuck in here, I can't see. And that's very Jupiter in Sagittarius too, kind of the the, the flying above and seeing the bigger picture. So. Try and do that. <laughs> All right, Jen, where can people find you? You can find me at my website, jendushen.com. I'm also, uh, uh, you know, they can Google me. I'm pretty much everywhere. Instagram, on Facebook, I have a, a group and a page and I'm pretty active. Well, I haven't been, but, but I will be again. Uh, and my cards, the Illuminating Journey cards, are for sale on my website, illuminating uh, gendershen.com backslash illuminating journey cards. Um, yep. Well, again, just Google my name. My website's louiseeddington.com. I have a membership site which works uh, a little like Patreon to support my work, which you get rewards for. You can find that on my website. Uh, I wrote the book Modern Astrology and that's uh, available through my website as well. If you have the book and have not yet reviewed it on Amazon, please leave me a review um, so that 
uh, when my new book's out, people go, wow, her other book got loads of reviews. <laughs> and um, I also have a great Facebook group called uh, the Planetary Magic Cafe, which, um, which is fun and pretty active. So come join us in the group. It's a free group, of course. So uh, uh, we do various fun things. Thinking of starting another 30-day challenge at some point. The last one was lots of fun. So yeah, but otherwise, yeah, just Google my name. I'm I'm on Instagram as well and Twitter, but Twitter's more my political space. <laughs> All right then. So for now, it's goodbye from Lou and goodbye from Jen. <laughs>